This week we discuss Kiefer Sutherland in Mirrors, the film that decided that the most scary part of any horror movie is that part where something unexpected is seen in a mirror, and said, let's just make a whole movie of that. Yeah, switch it up. Welcome to the Flop House. This is Stuart Wellington. Uh, this is Dan McCoy. This is Elliot Kalen. Chip, chip, hero, and so forth. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you English? I am today. It's St. Patrick's Day, the day we celebrate England in all its glory. Uh, no, that's not. That's not. No, it's a totally different island. What? Oh, did Jamaica Day? Is that today? No. Wait, was St. Patrick uh, magical? Yes, he's a saint. Yeah, yeah. You have to perform three miracles to be a saint. But does that are they magic? They're masters of the mystic arts. It depends on whether you you would say that the power of Christ is magic or something far greater. You think it's a magic trick to be able to remove snakes from an island? Like a shaman? <laughs> he might have been a shaman, like Santa Claus. Yeah, or that character from uh, Ernest Goes to Camp. So what's what's going on today, Dan? Other than you know St. Patrick's cheer. Well, what's going on is that we watched a little movie. Oh, right. Called Mirrors. Oh, nice. Mirrors. Mirrors. Starring Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. And Amy Smart. (laughs) Smart. Ames. Nice. Um, This was a great movie. Was it? (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that it had, uh, well, for, I mean, it was a great movie if you base the quality of a movie on how how appropriate the title is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In that, yes, then this was the greatest movie ever made. Because there's a lot of stuff about mirrors in this movie. Yeah, I think there's probably... I wouldn't say it's an exaggeration to say that there's a mirror in every scene of this movie. This this movie has the I kind of one-to-one relationship between its plot and its title that you usually only find in porn. <laughs> where the title tells you what you're going to find in the movie. W- wait, can you be more explicit about that? I won't get too explicit, but it would say called, like, Naughty Nurses. You're going to find some nurses having sex. You know? Probably. Or like mighty milkmaids just, might have lactating women, or yes, just exactly. nurses that have malpractice suits brought against them. Yeah, that's well, that wouldn't really be a porn, but yeah, unless it depends. They, I unless mean, they settle the malpractice suits out of court with blowjobs. <laughs> I think most uh, our legal system at work. Most plaintiffs would go for it, or rim jobs. <laughs> All right, led <laughs> too explicit. So um, mirrors, huh? Starring Kiefer Sutherland, Amy Smart, and others. Kiefer Sutherland was in Young Guns, right? It's true. That has nothing to do with the movie. We I prefer tonight. to think of him as the Keith Kiefer Sutherland of the cowboy way. Wait, Keith Keith Sutherland? Keith or Sutherland, son of Don Al Sutherland. He's been a little typecast lately. Ever since he was on that Twenty Four Hours show. <laughs> Every ever since he's been a successful actor on a successful television show, he's been typecast. Yeah, everybody thinks. Hours. Everybody thinks that he's always this like hard nosed FBI agent guy who's only got 24 hours to live or something <laughs> he's got to spend a lot of time talking on the phone be great if that was the premise and then by the fourth season it's like you only have 24 hours to live again it's like mr president i'm gonna need the antidote right away nope not till you fix the finish the case you can't do that this time keith Sutherland. <laughs> 
Wait, so his character is named <laughs> Keith Sutherland? It's yeah, a it's, it's, it's hard. Like, he doesn't, it's, it's acting, like, Dan. It's it like Jerry Seinfeld playing himself. Oh, man. <laughs> when, I, he, when he played Jeremy Seinfeld. <laughs> okay, this is the most gibberish we've started off a podcast Well, what are we going to... Let's... What, mirrors, and I think that if anyone... Mirrors is a fairly bland film. If anyone's film. tuning in to the Flophouse set episode, like, I think this is 34, it's going to be... Okay, well, uh, the story here is that we're, we watched this shitty movie, and now we're going to talk about it for a little while. Well, what's the story of the movie, though? What happens in the film? Okay, okay, stick with me. <laughs> Basically, this dude totally needs to get a job, so he gets a job he's, as a... He's a former police officer who's dealing with alcohol problems. Okay, so he needs a job because he's, he's a former police officer, and his uh, pretty hot wife uh, doesn't like him seeing his kids because he's got a drinking problem, I think. And he's taking Whoa. psychological medication. Yeah, so he starts. Uh, he, he starts to have some rage issues, maybe. Yeah, so he starts working at this uh, this burned up old department store in the middle of Manhattan, the Mayflower. Yeah, which I think used to be a a sanitarium it was or a something. Sanitarium then was converted into a department <laughs> store, and then it burned down in the fifties. And this prime piece of real estate. Wait, was it a Indian burial ground too? Or no, I don't think so. Okay. but it was. This is a building. It's huge. It's an enormous uh. building on Sixth Avenue in the twenties. And it's not just the there's a building the building is surrounded by yards like it has a fair amount of landscaped land around it. and mm-hmm. it's insane that this building has been has this this spot has lain fallow as dan put it you know for 50 years in the middle of manhattan well i mean i don't think the ghosts not just that inhabit the manhattan, building we're gonna but, sell but chelsea a very valuable piece of real estate so uh keith gets his job at this uh <laughs> at this department store his and, name is Matt Carson in the movie. Yeah, and he... Um, it's a good Western name. Yeah, he starts seeing things. Like, he starts seeing, like, shit in the mirrors. and uh, Like he does burned some, up bodies and stuff. Yeah, and he does a little bit of research. And then he realizes that, like, uh, he starts seeing shit outside of the department store. But still in mirrors. Yeah, yeah it's all magic. mirrors are following him around. Yeah, after, pretty quickly he realizes the mirrors are the problem. And then uh, he thinks like the mirrors are gonna. His like sister tries Where to tell him. Where did my life go wrong? He's it's staying the with. Mirrors. He's staying with his sister, and she tells him he's crazy and he should quit his job. And he's like, "Fuck that! I need this job." And then uh, a mirror version of her makes her rip her own uh, jaw off in a totally awesome scene. The first scene of the movie is a guy. He's running away from mirrors, and a mirror image of himself cuts his throat, so his throat also opens up. And so in on this one, in the mirror. This mirror version of Amy Smart starts ripping her own jaw off, and Amy Smart, uh, her jaw also gets ripped off. It's pretty awesome and kind of gross. It's very gross. So, watch it. <laughs> okay, moving forward. Kiefer <laughs> uh, Sullen totally flips out. He's like, what? My sister? But you're not even in the department store. So he goes to his his wife's house and starts painting over the mirrors. Yeah, because that's the salt. His, his wife and children. Well, he tries to break the mirrors, and when he shoots the mirrors, they immediately heal. Well, the mirrors in the department store do. Yeah, because of their magic. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's painting over mirrors. His ex-wife thinks he's crazy, um, and then he proves. He's not crazy somehow. I don't remember. He goes and try, uh, like the mirror gives him a name. So the mirror, ha- everyone who's been a security guard at this department at this department store, the mirrors have been telling them to find this ne- person with a- this name. What is Essaker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. And they haven't been able to, so it's been killing their families. His wife, he tries to find this Essaker person. He has a friend on the police force who's helping him do research, and his wife starts seeing things in mirrors also. You would think the mirrors would be a little more explicit. Like, after the first or second security yeah. guard totally fucks up, they'd be like, uh, it's it's Anna, Anna Essaker, well, not just Essaker. That's yeah. the problem with these kinds of ghost movies is it's like, 
the ghost needs you to do something to help them, but the only way to, for them to get the message across is apparently scaring you yeah. in, like, very obscure ways. Yep. So, yeah, but they, then they have a well, very It's like specific... by making clocks spin backwards or something, and you're like, oh, I should have known. <laughs> you know, they're using the Socratic ghost method. They know that if, if the person comes to the answer on their own, it'll mean more to them. Yeah, but there's it's more. Learned. It's yeah, more learning. Probably it's less experiential. If experiential. They're, yeah. if they're like, listen, I'm a ghost. I'm looking for Ann Essaker. So I can take her body back over. Do me a solid. I won't hurt your family. Well, I think I think the journey is is just as important as the solution for and, the demon ghost yeah. thing. And it's important that someone's jaw gets ripped off. Yeah, yeah that so. shit was awesome. Okay, so he but he finds out who Anne Essica is. So he goes and tracks her down. Turns out she used to be a hillbilly, <laughs> a Pennsylvania and, hillbilly. Yes. And uh, then she was like a mental institute person. She she was possessed an by some sort of evil force as a kid. Yeah. Was put into the mental institution and her death was faked. Oh. Really? I didn't remember that part. (laughs) Really, she left the institution, lived with her family a little longer because she was cured, and then she disappeared and became a nun. Yeah, because there's problems with mirrors. And let let me me point out that in rapid (laughs) succession, the uh, film ran through three horror movie cliche explanations. One woman in sanitarium, or wait, actually one hillbillies. Yeah. Two women in sanitarium, three Catholics. Yep. So uh, it was like one after another. Body blow, body blow, shot to the jaw. <laughs> it's like breaking a bunch of mirrors. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> and so it it turns out that she explains that she had a demon inside of her. Absolutely. It, that she went to the sanitarium, and the doctor had a revolutionary new method for curing people with schizophrenia. Involving. Sit them in a room full of mirrors, strap them in a chair, and just force them to look at themselves for a while. Yeah, well, Elliot, schizophrenics just really need to think about what they've done. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, it's in the harsh light of mirrors. <laughs> only then can you realize that you're crazy and the you only, stop the thinking only way weird. I can, oh, look, that's what I'm... I'm crazy. Look at me. I've got a demon in me. When I look at myself from the outside, I seem crazy. The only way I can buy it is it was the 50s and nobody knew anything about psychiatry then. They thought it was all Phrenology craziness. and shit. Well, well <laughs> no, that's about 70 years earlier. <laughs> I can buy that more than I can buy what happened next, which is apparently, years for some reason, the mirrors just sucked the demon out of her and trapped them in Mirror World. Yeah, so the demon was sucked out of her. I don't know why. Wait, is that a movie, Mirror World? It's uh, a Mirror Mask, you're thinking. There is a, mir- I think there is a book called Mirror World. No, that's Dreamscape. No, but the big cobra-headed guy. <laughs> You're thinking not. of the Russian satellite mirror. So no, that's actually not what I'm thinking. Might be thinking of Riverworld by the late Philip Jose Farmer. You're no, thinking of Flatland. <laughs> Flatliners. Flat. Wait a minute, with Keith <laughs> Sutherland. Oh my God. <laughs> and Kevin Bacon. Anyway, so the demon got sucked out of her. Now it's living in mirrors, and it wants her back. <laughs> it's been trying to explain this to security guards by killing them and it hasn't been getting through yeah luckily Kiefer is a cut above the rest i need to like i kind of want to sit that demon down and start thinking about its victory conditions like demon what you know <laughs> what are you trying to achieve are you trying to actually solve something so you should probably love. stop i mean it's granted wait it's in love that's my guess it's in love with ann essica now the problem is i guess is that it it gets frustrated really easily so it just makes people kill themselves in mirrors or something well it's it's not very it's not a good it's not good at thinking things through this demon it it has fits of rage yeah and i mean it's in many ways it's like our protagonist it's like almost like a mirror of him Mm. not really anyway so (laughs) yeah because the rage anyway meanwhile at at home uh, it doesn't look like him it looks like a demon yeah Kiefer sutherland's son has chipped away the paint over the mirrors because 
he is friendly with this mirror demon and is luring him to try to get to the family. It starts attacking the family. Kiefer Sutherland finds the nun. Hey, wait, was that the scene where uh, the, the the ex-wife gets all wet? <laughs> yeah, eventually. Uh, okay. uh, throughout the movie, the ex-wife shows more and more cleavage as the film goes on. Uh, and eventually she's just wearing a really wet shirt. It's almost it's it's really- a joke. It's almost like <laughs> the story I heard about uh, Wally Wood and Power Girl, where he just kept increasing the size of her bust to see whether anyone would ever notice and they never did, and that's why Power Girl uh, has such a huge, ridiculous he rack. Is a superhero today. whose main characteristic is a huge rack. Yeah, yeah. it seemed like Alejandra Aja, the director of this, uh, was was pulling the same. Prank. Yeah, and in between every shot, he's like he he's reaching over and pulling that neckline <laughs> down a little bit. <laughs> I think is, what it is is it's building up, you know, the payoff at the end. You're like, it's really important. By the end, you're like, man, it's really important that he wins because. That's some great cleavage. Yeah, that's a nice set. <laughs> that's what he's, that he's fighting home. for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's... That's why we fight. Yeah, exactly. For those rounders. <laughs> uh, that's what that movie's about, right? <laughs> the movie Rounders? Yeah. It's about uh, I might have to rent it now. <laughs> um, so she's trying to save her kids from this evil mirror thing that's chasing after her, and he takes the nun at gunpoint because she refuses to come with him, takes her back to the department store. And then, and his wife makes some really weird calls. Like, there's a lot of times where she she thinks she sees her son, and you're like, "Yeah, lady, that's clearly a mirror kid." Like, yeah. <laughs> your son's nowhere around here. What are you doing? To- oh, now it cut your face. What you fucking deserve that? She calls him, and she's like, "I'm so scared." He's like, "What's going on there?" I'm so scared. Just tell me what's going on. I'm so scared. <laughs> okay, listen. I'm not. You're not getting through to me. You got to tell me in more descriptive terms. But then he says, "I'll be right there." But then he takes the nun to the department store. Yeah, that was kind of weird. That was a weird call on his part. Uh, he should have dropped the nun off. Yes, but anyway, he takes her to back to the department store, straps her in the mirror chair. The mirrors, exp- the you know, the demon comes back into her. The mirrors explode outward, which was awesome. Seemingly shredding the hell out of her. Yeah, she like in a, in a she vaporizes in a blood. cloud of blood. But then, if you want to see a movie where nun vaporizes <laughs> in a cloud of blood, and I think is- I think the I think the demon was really waiting for that, like. He had serious nun blue balls, I guess. And now this is where the movie usually would end. Kiefer Sutherland escapes. Maybe the department store falls apart and he reaches his family. But the movie instead was like, "Mm, I kind of want there to be a hyperactive fight scene between Kiefer Sutherland and a demon. Mm -hmm. Uh, So In the midst of a collapsing tunnel. Collapsing tunnel and fire everywhere and explosions. the, The nun lady comes back as... Maybe one of the Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 2 ghouls. Or like a Resident Evil ghoul or something. Yeah. The combination. There's a little more CGI than Army of Darkness. Yeah. Which thus made it scarier. Yeah, there's a lot of bad CGI in this. But so, And they fight forever, and she throws Kiefer Sutherland through a brick wall, and he's fine. <laughs> and it ends literally with him impaling her on a steam pipe, just like at the end of Commando. Yeah, like, the scenes where she's throwing him through a brick wall have the like level of realism as an episode of Smallville. <laughs> It's, <laughs> but it kind of turns into an Evil Dead movie by that point. You're like, all it needed was Kiefer Sutherland to be like, come on, baby, let's do this, thing, you know, or like paling him and then her insane groove. You got real ugly. <laughs> you none, or I don't know. <gasps> There's all kinds of explosions. And then what happens to Kiefer? Well, he gets smashed by a rock or something, I think. And then? Then he the like wakes ending, up, right? The he, twist ending? No, he wakes up and he's walking around. He's walking around and... Um, did, Stuart, did you did you notice anything strange about the words? After well, I mean, woke up. Uh, it looked like everything was backwards, but I thought I'd just been drinking a lot. No, everything was backwards because now he's trapped in the mirrors. 
Wait, what? For some reason. Come on. Nope, and then cut to credits. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's it. Come on. That's the end of the movie. The hell you say. But it's like, it, what? it feels like... <laughs> It feels like a movie that Come on. They, <laughs> the script ended. Come on. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's, what, that's how it ends. Wait. You watched it with wait, us. Wait, what? You watched it with us. That's how it that's ended. That's how it ended? Yes. Come on. <laughs> what are, what are you talking about? That's, that was the end of the movie. What? Wait, that's the end? Yes. <laughs> Come on. What are you talking about? Wait, he's a ghost now? No, well, he's not necessarily a ghost. He's trapped in the mirror world, though. Wait, but he's like walking around. He's walking around, but he's in a mirror. Ver- you know, he's in the reverse image of the, of the world around him. Well, come on, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But it's still the end of the movie. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, is he a demon? No, he's not a demon. He's just himself. Come on, that doesn't make any sense. <sighs> the movie. It feels like the movie. Probably originally ended at the mirrors all exploding and the nun. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, they incli- wait before the nun became a demon or before when the but nun right, got shredded? Right when the nun, the nun got shredded. Yeah, that would have been awesome. And then, <laughs> and then they, threw, they threw a demon fight scene in. Yeah, there was, I think there's like a scene where it, you know the nun gets shredded, a couple mirrors explode. Cut to Keith, Keith Sutherland going, yes. <laughs> and then, like it, then, then that's the movie. Uh, and they did test audiences, and it's like you know, audiences didn't get enough closure here. One thing, I, one thing I really love about um, when he puts her in the chair, by the way, is he's <laughs> he's brought this nun at gunpoint from you know the nunnery to from Pennsylvania to New York. Yeah, and it's made not a her short drive. Made her sit in this chair because the demons want her back in order to save his family, and then he says, "Thank you." <laughs> As if this was a you know, sacrifice she decided to make. Well, maybe in the which ride over. Which would have made sense if, you know, like, I mean, you know, she is a nun, but that never happened. <laughs> if you'd forced her. She's also yeah, but- a really selfish nun. He mm-hmm. asked her for help to save his family, and she goes, no. And then he shows her a picture of his family. He's like, these are the only thing that matter in the world to me. And she goes, no, I'm sorry. And then he, you know, puts a gun at her and says, now, you, now you'll come with me. But, well, I mean, wasn't she afraid that the demons would be able to get out if she returned to... Uh... Well, maybe what she kind of shit? Like, what kind of shit oh, yes, did she, she did. do when she was, like, a little girl and possessed? Like, she just, like, kind of bit people She's just in fucking was, weird, right? Yeah. It's not like she was, like, a super powerful person or something. Well, she, she was, but... She had more strength than an average little girl, but she was just kind of a handful. Yeah, but I mean, like... It she seemed... was like problem child. Yeah, okay. Like Clifford? Yes, like Clifford. With, with, Martin, with Martin, Martin Short. Short. <laughs> so... I remember... Wait, like the good son? Seeing when I, yeah, like the good son with Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin. Seeing... A, this is a very quick side note, but uh, I remember when Martin Short was on David Letterman's show to promote Clifford, and Letterman keeps saying, Well, I saw the movie last night. It's really funny. I saw it last night. It's really funny. And as I don't know how old I was, maybe like 13 or 14, but realizing, like, wait a minute, he didn't see that movie. (laughs) (laughs) That movie looks terrible. (laughs) He can't be saying it's funny, really. That's when I got disillusioned with David Letterman. Yeah. Anyway, so... Through the looking glass. So, (laughs) I know that you might think that this movie was flawless listening, uh, but there were some problems. Um, Really? It's very boring at times. 
Yeah, well, there were long scenes of Kiefer just walking, just walking through the department store looking at things with his flashlight. And, you, and you're probably thinking, like, oh, walking through the department store, there's probably a montage of him trying on different outfits uh-huh. set to a song. No. No, there wasn't. Nothing like that. There was no walking on sunshine to be found. Yeah, there's no, like, open. Like, there could have at least been one, like, opening montage of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that it kind of puts you at ease. Kiefer <laughs> dancing with, like, the charred mannequins. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like looking around, being like, "Why so glum, Bernie face mannequins?" <laughs> well, Kiefer puts way too much effort into his security guard job. Yeah, oh, he fucking takes it super say. serious. Even from the start, he's like, "Ah, oh, okay, this abandoned building that I am like the one security guard hired to look after." I don't, I don't, I don't know. Does it really matter that he like goes through those, makes his rounds all the time, and then once he discovers that the place is haunted, he seems really committed. To tracking it down, as yeah, if he's like a like a member of the Scooby Doo gang. Yeah, he's he's like, he's like he's like the security guard that Scrooge McDuck should hire to guard his fucking money <laughs> bin to keep the Briga boys out or something. Because he's fucking serious, man. It's his cop instincts. He goes, "I smell a mystery. Yeah, time to get to the bottom of this. Let's go down into the cool flooded basement that isn't very water damaged. It's like that that awesome scene from the movie Mind Hunters with Rennie Harlan. You were talking about that during the film. Yeah, yeah. it's a really good movie where um where the the killer. I think it's Johnny Lee Miller, sorry to spoil it, uh, like sets up these like Rube Goldberg-esque like kills. People are listening to this podcast to hear about mirrors and you've just ruined Mindhunters for them. Yeah, but these, I would like to think that people who are listening to this podcast have the taste to have already seen Mindhunters a few times, (laughs) like me. A few times? Yeah, absolutely. Like bought it as a DVD double pack with (laughs) Deep Blue Sea or something. Is Mindhunters the one where they're on like a trip? They're on like a retreat. Well, they're all FBI students yeah. that are being trained to be serial uh, yeah, serial killer catchers. And and is LL Cool J in that? He is in that okay, one. Yeah, uh, just like Deep Blue Sea and Christian Bale. Oh wait, no, Christian Slater. I almost <laughs> said Christian Bale. They're very similar in uh, approach. They, they're very similar in first name. <laughs> uh, Dan, what other flaws were you thinking of in mirrors? I Not enough now. mirrors. I'm thinking about Mindhunters. Not enough mirrors in mirrors. Uh, no, I would say that there's a plethora of mirrors. Were you un- as unhappy as I was that the scene of Amy Smart naked was followed immediately after by Amy Smart's jaw being ripped off her head? Yeah, I mean, those two things separately would have been great scenes. <laughs> yeah. Together, there's the juxtaposition. Some, there's something about a, a death scene in a horror movie that is made much worse for me if it's done to a naked lady. Like, to a lady with clothes on, it's different, but... Do you feel it's like a waste or something? I don't know exactly what it is. It's almost like it makes it impossible to enjoy nudity if something gory is happening at the, sure. during the scene. So It's going to be harder to rewind it to to watch the nudity and pleasure yourself or something. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I mean, you guys were in the room, so I wasn't yeah. going to do that. But Well, maybe later, right? I like, I also maybe like later on Dan's TV. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's where yeah. Stuart goes with it. It's not, it's not like... I think there's maybe some implicit misogyny in uh, watching a naked lady die. So uh, I think the problem I had with the movie is that it reminded me too much of uh, of various other Asian horror movies in that it wasn't very good. And uh, it was that that type of idea like, oh, there's this super supernatural thing that's causing all these problems. Let's solve the mystery. Okay, the mystery's solved because the ghost just wanted one thing. That's why I was killing people. Okay, the movie's over. Yay. That's not even like an Asian movies have run with it, but that used, I mean, that's an older trope. Yeah, but it's. Ghosts have like one thing they have to get. What's the one with uh, Charles Lawton where he's a coward ghost and he has to inspire heroism? The cowardliest ghost. No, it's like the Canterbury 
ghost or something like that. I think you're thinking of The Ring. Yes, The Ring. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. So, but like, maybe it's just because that's like the ple- like I'm being bombarded by bullshit Asian horror movies. Well, yeah, there's a lot of them right now, and this one is. So, Dan, you were saying that the director said it wasn't a remake of the a movie Asian yeah, movie, the, but it is. The director. I went on Wikipedia and where uh, he had done an interview where he's like, uh, this is not a remake of the South Korean horror film Into the Mirror, but then the credits for the film credit the film Into the Mirror. <laughs> Based completely on the film Into the Mirror. Yeah. Who are a you going to believe, of. the director <laughs> of the film or the credits of the film that the director directed? I mean, the director was French, so maybe he was misquoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was really disappointed because I really liked some other movies that the director, Alejandra Aha, that's how you pronounce his name. I right? think yeah, so. he's the director who's always surprising people. Yeah, he... Uh, Aha! I, <laughs> I really liked... Uh, What's your I, favorite band, Alejandro? Aha! <laughs> I really liked High Tension, which was a movie he made. I still haven't seen that. Um, I like it exclusively for the twist. Not well, do the, not ruin it. Not the gore or the masturbation scene. But just the twist. Mm-hmm. And then he also made that Hills Have Eyes remake, which was uh, really gory and pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of hoping this would also follow the trend of having a great twist and being really gory and what awesome. Mean, it had a great twist. He's stuck in the mirror at the end. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets trapped in the mirror, and that's why the writing is backwards. Come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, that's why the writing was backwards? Yes, because he's trapped in the mirror. I thought, like, the rock hit him on the head and he was retarded or something. <laughs> no. That would be a very different understanding of the film. I was going to say, because that was really sad. <laughs> How's like, he going to support his family? It's like Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I was really hoping for a good movie. And... This was not, this was, we've seen worse, but this was not very good. No, no, it wasn't. Um, and it felt very padded at times. Yeah, there's some like I did. I kind of like the fact that they 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 make a point to have the main character like kind of addicted to these weird pills that might make him hallucinate, like hallucinate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't really play that up enough. They gave they gave the other characters just enough reason not to believe him. Which Until mirror well, shit started for, happening. All right, hold yeah. on. But the, still, like, they got their jaw ripped off by themselves. <laughs> the problem with that though is like. It was one of these horror movies where no one believes the main character, and the main character does increasingly crazy things. It's a like, boy who cried mirrors. Story. Like an episode of Twenty Four Hours. Well, <laughs> yes, well, he he runs to the house and he takes out all the mirrors, and he's like, he takes his wife and he's like, watch this, and shoots the mirrors, and the mirrors don't heal themselves, and he looks like a crazy person who's out on the lawn shooting mirrors uh, in like a suburban. Wait, that's crazy. Um, but then. Almost immediately after that happens, the mirrors um, are so always so judgmental. I would shoot them. <laughs> Why do you make me look fat? <laughs> Why do you make me look like Keith or Sutherland? <laughs> Keith or Sutherland. It's impossible to not say Keither when you say his name. <laughs> Keifer is such a weird name. But almost immediately after that, the mother character sees her son in the mirror, like her son's sitting in front of the mirror and sees the reflection, but then the sun gets up and the reflection's still there. Ba-bum. And you're kind of like, Mirrors, why have you stopped being coy all of a sudden? Why, are you, why aren't you playing this cat and mouse game? Well, the mirrors game? knew that it was time for the act to reveal. Yeah. So act three could kick in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not... It's a. This is a very mechanical movie in a lot of ways. Things happen exactly when they're supposed to happen. The story chugs along... The story takes its time at times, but it chugs along otherwise in terms of structure. 
And the only real surprise is at the end when there's that huge fight with the demon. Which And the reason it's a surprise is that tonally it does not fit anything that you've seen. You're, it's like you're watching kind of, for the most part, sub, there are like scares in it, but this very subdued, like, somber movie. And then they throw in a big action scene at the end. Yeah, where he gets thrown through an awesome, uh, like, styrofoam <laughs> brick wall. thrown through a brick wall and he's just firing his gun wildly at this monster. <laughs> Pow, pow, pow. It's like an episode of uh, the Resident Evil video game show. Yeah. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. That was the best scene in the entire movie. Yeah, it was awesome. No, my favorite's when she rips her own jaw off. Yeah. That was gross. Yeah, that's... That was super gross. (laughs) That was pretty cool. If I had been in a movie theater while watching it, I probably would have laughed aloud. <laughs> exactly the reaction they were going for. Yeah, that same like level of horror. Um, you would have you would have yelled out, "That's a real jawbreaker!" <laughs> and then looked around to see if anyone else was laughing with you. Yep, and the only person in the theater who would have been laughing was the fucking crypt keeper. <laughs> Oh, Stuart! I can really get behind you, Stuart! I, I would have, uh. Spookert! <laughs> Hellington! I would, have, <laughs> I would have gone to give him a high five, and he would have high fived me with a severed hand. <laughs> that guy's awesome. Oh, man. That's one of my favorite Stuart, you make me laugh my head off! <laughs> His head falls off. That would be great if the my sides are splitting. I would like it if the crypt keeper uh, like existed in real life, but he just went around making puns and he had a boombox of his own theme songs afterwards. He just hit play. I think that's I think that's your that's your screenplay pitch. The, the crypt keeper is a, is a, a down he's, on his luck he's and he's got to come back. Yeah. The crypt gets shut down. Oh man, what a good movie! <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that shit. The crypt keeper movie that we're pitching. You? <laughs> yeah, I'd be in it, right? What's the right? What's we covered that, right? Well, I was, yeah, you I was would in have it. a cameo. Yeah, you would be in the beginning. You'd be the, yeah. What would the, the title be? The what would be the title be? Uh, well, I'm not smart enough right now. It'd be like something like "Out of the Crypt." Bust, Dead again? No, there's a movie the called that. <laughs> Dead alive? No, there's a movie called that. Dead calm. Dead, there's a movie called that. Dead Ringers. Dead, Dead Reckoning, there's a movie called that. Mr. Dead. Body Parts. Body Parts. <laughs> the Lawnmower Man. What about Crypt Keeper the movie? What about Bob? <laughs> All right. <I> mean... <laughs> what about Bob? When Shannon Lou rules the game. Benny and June. Even before... Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> Even before this run, Unlawful we, were breaking, we were breaking our own record for just mentioning other movies. No okay, escape. So, <laughs> Master yeah, so Commander to the was, of the World. Yeah, it was man, this was a good movie. Uh-huh. This it was better than an American Carol. And an American Tale Fivels Goes West. <laughs> I don't know if it's that that good. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a lot uh to more to dig into. No, this, this is a pretty this is a pretty shallow film. Especially since Elliot needs to go to Uruguay soon. So uh I'm not going tonight. Yeah, wait to ruin the days. podcast, Elliot. I <laughs> I plan a vacation. I'm not flying out till Friday night. Uh-huh. I just didn't want to stay too late tonight, so I'd be rested up for the trip. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, should we do our ratings of the movie let's now? Do our ratings yeah. of the movie. What were the ratings again, Dan? Uh, is this a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie that you may have liked a little bit? Oh shit! I'm gonna say, oh, it's a hard one. It's a bad bad movie, but there are glimmers of fun things in it. Mm. Like I don't wouldn't go so far as to say good bad movie because. It's not particularly funny. Like, it's not so crazy that it's funny, but it's not a good movie. But, I mean, girl rips her own jaw off. There's a huge fight scene at the end between Kiefer Sutherland and a demon nun. Like, there are a couple moments there that are 
that are worthwhile if you like that sort of thing. But overall, it's not great. I give it, you know, mixed. If there's a level between good, bad, and and good, or, you know, off to the side. Yeah, I would say that it's a... Whenever Kiefer Sutherland is just walking around the the uh, department store, or whenever, whenever he's doing police work, it's a bad, bad movie. Yeah. And then the rest yeah. of the movie, I kind of like. Because, you know, the, you know, fun things will happen. Yeah, there's some really shitty CGI, which like every every time the CGI came on, the movie dropped a couple points in my book. It did have a really good twist at the end. I think we already covered that. <laughs> and what was that twist? Um, something about a demon. No, there's one after that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, but yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you guys. Like, this is a bad, bad movie, but there. Are, there's a couple moments that I think it try, it, it tries so hard to almost get out of that. Yeah. There are a couple moments of real imagination. That yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. moments that you're glad you saw, Stuart. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, no. Well, of course, the the jaw being ripped off, uh, the the demon, the um, being vaporized <laughs> was awesome. The, <laughs> it's the, so unnecessary. Like the slow motion montage of mirrors exploding one after another, For and like hour. I think you see the same one explode like four <laughs> oh, times. Yeah. We're just like, okay, camera two. Camera three, back to the nun. Well, that, camera that's, four, well, that's the thing. That's, woman holds child. Perfect movie. That's that's the whole thing with the scene where the, all the mirrors explode. Back to Kiefer is, doing a reaction shot. And the nun perfect. is perfect. The nun is vaporized. Cut it's like, to the cleavage. You expect to see the mirrors explode, but you don't expect the nun's body to basically blow up. And then they cut to something else, and then they show you that shot again, as if the movie is like, yeah. You're, you didn't imagine her uh, body just vaporized. What would have been awesome the is that... The demon nun shows up in spite of the fact that her body was entirely vaporized. <laughs> I, bet, I bet the original script had a moment where, as the mirrors are exploding, there's like a slow-mo shot, shot of mirror flying toward the nun, and you seeing the nun's face reflected in the mirror. Yeah, and she turns to the camera and she goes, this isn't going to feel good. <laughs> she and goes, then... yowza! <laughs> Uh-oh! <laughs> she does a spit take from the Yoo-Hoo she's drinking. <laughs> to a crazy straw. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's some there's some fun moments in an otherwise very boring movie. Yeah. So um, all around good review. So what's going on, Dan? Uh, I've got a few uh, short. You look uh, like something's on your mind. I've got a few short messages from uh, listeners. Oh, cool! I like listeners. First of all, Jen, last name withheld, uh, wrote back. Uh, you may remember her as the uh, woman who has a young daughter who likes to sing the song from Wally. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, ouch. That terrible Peter Gabriel song. I that, I, that I so I so uncaringly talked about how bad I thought it was. Yeah. She says, Please reassure Elliot that I have my daughter on a strict music diet to counteract any unfortunate effects due to Peter Gabriel exposure. For every Disney princess song she hears, she then has to listen to something from my Riot Girl collection. Actually, she listens mostly to They Might Be Giants kids' music, which is good for both our sakes. Oh, that's very nice. Uh, they want a Grammy. That's true. Get that kid listening to some Danzig. Did they win a Grammy? Danzig? Yeah. Probably. But, um... <laughs> you just said they won a Grammy. Yeah, no, we're talking about They Might Be Giants. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Danzig no, Danzig again. never won a Grammy. What are you talking about? He's great. <laughs> well, anyway, you're saying... <laughs> he looks like Wolverine. Um, he doesn't look like Wolverine. She also sent a link to... Apparently, they're making a Marmaduke film. Really? And she says uh, that you should dust off your Ziggy pitch. <laughs> So I'm gonna put that Marmaduke uh, link up on the blog. Yeah. When are they gonna make the uh, that? What's that? The pirate one? Is that over overboard? What's the What's what? the pirate, pirate comic strip? Are you thinking of the French Foreign Legion? No, the, I, I know, know the I horrible. Know. They're Vikings. No, the, the, there's the one with the pirates that are like 
poorly drawn. And I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, for better or for worse. Maybe uh, or Rose's Rose. <laughs> Rose's Rose. Where are they making Zits? that shit? <laughs> Rhymes with orange. <laughs> yeah. Pearls before swine. Yep, those are all great. Shylock Fox. <laughs> <laughs> and Max Mouse. Oh, what a great movie. I hear Mark Robert Trail. Downey Jr. is going to be in that. I'm so surprised in the 80s they didn't make a Mark Trail movie mm-hmm. with like uh, Steve Gutenberg as Mark Trail or something like that. That would have been awesome. Or, you know, somebody, Burt Reynolds. Or for that matter, like to go back and like, that should have been like a 1960s Disney film. Like Dean Martin should have been Mark Trail. Or, or not Dean Martin, Dean Jones. <laughs> Dean Martin would have been an interesting Martin martyr. Also <laughs> Look over there, Bobby. You see, it's a bear. Don't touch him. Glug, 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 glug. Frankie, Frankie, put that vulture egg down. It's endangered. What do you have in your canteen there, Mark? Don't worry about it. It's adult, it's adult apple juice. Don't worry. Yeah. That would have been a good movie. Just feeding my addiction. Let me sing a song. Don't poach animals. When the moon hits your eye like a big... Oh, spotted owl. That's not... It's rare in these parts. Look at it, boy. My, my Dean so Martin spot- is also my Bing Crosby. So, spotted owl, where are you from? Anyway. Yeah, not talking, eh? <laughs> not talking, eh? Slap him around, Frank. Anyway. So, uh, look forward to the Marmaduke movie is the takeaway oh, from that. Well, I, I yeah. hope it's a CGI dog. That's all I, all I can say. I hope it's a guy in a costume. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, that's the movie I'd pay to see. I hope it's it a guy in a Marmaduke co- costume and it was a guy in a very poorly... I, I hope costume. it's a guy in a costume. two guys in a costume, like a pantomime horse. I hope it's Jamie Kennedy in a costume with CGI people. <laughs> so check That'd it out. Be so awesome. Check it out, Pixar. That would be the best. I love the I love the idea of a movie where everything is CGI except for the thing that should be CGI. It's like a movie about a dinosaur and everything is CGI except they use a person in, a, in just makeup as the dinosaur, <laughs> or like an animatronic dinosaur in a in a CGI world of people. That's the Denver the Last Dinosaur movie. <laughs> that's like wait you're, you're not supposed Todd, to talk Todd about Hain my Denver, Denver, Denver the next or dinosaur wait Denver the next dinosaur Denver the next dinosaur <laughs> what were you saying Dan <laughs> Todd Haynes should make that movie or something Someone Todd Salon like, yeah. do like a real deconstruction <laughs> yeah of- Todd Salon <laughs> should make the dinosaur movie um anyway anywho um and then <laughs> Marmaduke the movie that's terrible it's also, Beethoven uh, basically <laughs> a different basically. breed of dog yeah <laughs> But with probably a CGI dog. Yeah. Not an email, but a comment on the... When are they the... going to make a Fred Bassett movie? If they're making comics yeah, for dogs. Anyway, sorry, you're saying... What about a shoe movie? <laughs> a shoe? A Mallard Fillmore Croc? Thing. Anyway, uh, also, not a letter, but <laughs> from the website, a comment on the website. Oh, okay. Uh, from Megan last is name. Is no one send, sending us letters? What's going on? Well, com- yeah, wait, we have a website? A comment is... A- <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, what's the comment? Theflophousepodcast.blogspot.com Sweet. And if you want to email us, it's theflophousepodcast at gmail.com. Sounds easy to me. Sounds good. But uh, Megan, last name withheld, says, Oh, floppers, you've done it again. I only wish there were more of you to crush unrealistically over. But And uh, I want to tell Megan, believe us, if we weren't all uh, involved with women, that would be the most realistic crush you could possibly have. <laughs> Most attainable crush that you've um, ever had in your life. Wait, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> That's true. Women are falling all over themselves, apparently, to get at Stuart Wellington. That's I was going to talk about Elliot. And the crypt He's the real Lothario of this group. Just because there are a few girls online who find me attractive. One of them who is some sort of latex fetishist. Yeah, you know, I, I understand. At one though. point, I thought of. Um, I bet Elliot looked pretty good in latex. What do you think, <laughs> Thank Dan? Thank you. Finally. At one point, I thought of adding a poll to the website. 
and I couldn't think of like any good poll questions. And like one of them was going to be like, "Who's your favorite flopper?" And then I'm like, "No one's going to vote for me." <laughs> oh, like Stewart has like the the lustful low voice charm, and you're like the the fast talker, and I'm just like the guy who keeps trying to get you're you're the rolling. Egon. You're, you're the Leonardo. You're 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 very necessary for the group. But no Imagine you. you're Egon and Leonardo if they had a baby. Egon Leonardo. He's is, not even Ray Stans. He's Egon Spangler. Stewart is Ernie, and uh, Elliot is Bert. And I'm Bert that's not funny. <laughs> You're one of the pigeons that yeah. Bert keeps. That's not true. You're like, um, well, like if I'm Kermit and he's Animal, you're Scooter. Or if I'm oh, Alvin, don't. if I'm that's Alvin, and he's, uh, thing you could have said. if I'm Alvin and he's Simon, you'd be Theodore, dude. <laughs> All right. Wait, go, is yeah. it the fat one? Yes. Yeah, the short one. I want to be the one. fat one. <laughs> okay, well then, if we're, if he's Snap and I'm Crackle, you're Pop. Hmm. Does that help? I think better? Egon was the best one, actually. So <laughs> okay. Wait, is this Egon from the movies or Egon from the cartoon, where he has that weird curly hair? <laughs> but he doesn't. But he get he he and, and Annie Pond, all of a sudden. He yeah. and Janine have a thing in the cartoon and not in the or movies. White haired. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, for a second, I thought that they had a thing in the movies, but well, no, that it's was Rick Moranis. In the first one, but then in the second, Rick Moranis is that yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funnier that way. Anyway, to get back to what He's Megan short. actually said, uh, incidentally. You mentioned the absence of Democrat-turned-Republican post-9-11 <coughs> actor Ron Silver in An American Carol. Turns out he was busy dying, literally. Oh, and that's it's, tasteless. It's tr- that's but tasteless. But it's true. It's true. He was in Heat, Vision, and Jack, for God's sakes. Yeah. That's tasteless. The man was the villain in Blue Steel, people. <laughs> but um, it's true. He was. Let's take a moment to remember Ron Silver, who was a, a good actor. Not in a lot of good projects all the time. He but. He's an actor who, yeah, he kind of got dragged down by the projects he was in. If mm-hmm. he was in A Reversal of Fortune, he was very good in it. Yeah. But more more often he was in, like, Time Cop, which is a better Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. It's but, not as good as Hard Target, but it's really but a, good. a better Jean-Claude Van Damme movie is still a That awesome bit where he does the splits and everybody movie. gets electrocuted, but him? <laughs> which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, what's your favorite Ron Silver memory? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it is Blue Steel. <laughs> okay. It's such a strange movie. It's sort of a horror film. Not a movie that gets talked about a lot anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, Catherine Bigelow, uh, certainly a forgotten part of her uh, oeuvre, which is not a big oeuvre as it is, <laughs> but people talk about Near Dark and Strange Days. But then there's like oh, there's this movie where Jamie Lee Curtis loses her gun and Ron Silver starts going around town shooting people with it. It's interesting because it's basically the plot to Stray Dog, the Kurosawa film, Mm. except Stray Dog takes place in a country where guns are illegal. So when the policeman loses his gun, he is very much responsible for the deaths that occur. Whereas in Blue Steel, that guy, he, he could get a different, another gun. Yeah. Yeah. Guns are very easy to get in the United States compared to Japan. My favorite moment in Time Cop is at the beginning <laughs> when a bunch of dudes shoot other people with Uzis, but they're in the Civil War times. Yeah. They steal that gold, right? Yeah, they steal some Confederate gold. <laughs> That movie just met, doesn't make any sense. I love that same object can't uh, exist in the same space at the same time. What? Well, that doesn't mean they can't shake hands. <laughs> you know, when I shake hands with someone, my hand is not in existing in the same space. Yeah, they, as their they, hand. it makes you morph together like a weird blob. <laughs> yeah, that was what happened to him in the end, right? He like he dissolves into himself. Yeah, yeah. he touches himself, and they turns. <laughs> He touches himself. In Whoa, the hand. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Wait, you think? I, but wait, yeah. you meant, oh, oh, oh. Where there, uh, there was that joke somewhere where it was like a guy and his clone, and uh, and they were trying to figure out if it was, or maybe it was a uh, multiple man in comics. Whether it was gay if he masturbated himself. Because um, they're technically the same guy. I think one of them would be gay. <laughs> the there's that old Heinlein story where this guy, because of time travel, this guy is both his own mother, his own father, 
himself and bartender that the whole story is told to. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that a incident at Owl Creek Bridge? No, that's an Ambrose Beer <laughs> story like, that's completely unrelated. And Stuart's a like, plot. <laughs> Wait a minute. Come on. <laughs> most most dangerous game. No, All shouldn't right. we make our, our we should make some recommendations, recommendations and then I can go to Uruguay. <laughs> exactly. So, Stuart, what's a film that you saw recently that you would recommend? Well, I saw Transporter Three recently, and that was okay. Um, I saw Watchmen, and that was okay. I saw Vampire's Kiss, and that wasn't okay. <laughs> Boo on Vampire's Kiss. Did I already recommend Species Two? <laughs> I think you talked about it last week. You, you didn't... did talk about it last okay, week. Okay, then I, I, I won't recommend that. When uh, you thought the conversation was getting too political, you brought up species too. Yeah, man, I was, I'm funny. Um, <laughs> fuck it, I'll recommend... I, I just watched uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome again. Uh, I recommend giving it another shot. A lot of people kind of don't respect <coughs> it as much because there's not a lot of shooting, because there's not a lot of guns at that part in the post-apocalyptic no, future. No, that's not why people don't give it respect. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> is it a Tina lot. Turner, uh, Tina no, Turner a lot of people. Turner is one of several reasons. No, I'm talking about people like Mad Max fans. They There's don't not like that much it's... shooting in the other Mad Max movies either. They're mostly car racing movies. Uh, they shoot stuff, but that. it's a lot of like harpoons. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think <laughs> Beyond, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is probably like the tightest. Like it's probably the best crafted of the three movies. There's the ADR work isn't as hilarious as in the first film, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. Interesting. It's an interesting look. Um, <laughs> the Wellington perspective. I've not watched a lot of movies lately. I saw Stuck, which Stuart has already recommended, and I'll second that recommendation. I'm going to recommend something that no one needs recommended to them. I'm not breaking any news by making this recommendation. But uh, I watched From Russia With Love, but I watched it on uh, uh, the new Blu-ray edition that has come out. I'd just seen Dr. No and I, uh, before this, and I watched From Russia With Love, both on Blu-ray, and these films look much better than they have any right to. I mean, they look beautiful in a way that I sort of have a hard time imagining they looked uh, even at the time. That's it. Um, I haven't seen anything lately that I really loved, but I'll recommend a movie I saw a while ago. Uh, since you mentioned James Bond, another great spy movie is a little movie called The Spy Who Came In From The Cold with Richard Burton, which is kind of the spy movie that makes spying look the least enjoyable job in the world. So a lot like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, yeah, exactly. It's just like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But about a, a guy who um, becomes, a double a, becomes a double agent and uh, defects to East Germany uh, in order to get a job done. And the tightrope walk, he has to walk between his cover story and his real life to get out of there alive. Yeah. And for a movie world, not a lot necessarily happens in the sort of big event sort of sense it has some beautiful uh cinematography yeah it's a beautifully shot movie it's a movie that's kind of beautifully shot grayness and sadness like mm -hmm. these very a lot of like damp streets and stuff but they look really good it's not a happy movie it's not you know get smart but it's not mirrors it's not mirrors which is a laugh riot or dr zhivago or dr zhivago which is three hours of wasted time <laughs> There's a Dr. Zhivago is it's two parts and the first part ends on such a perfect note. The revolution has happened. Zhivago is taken up with this girl and suddenly a train is coming up and you see that her boyfriend is on it who is now this high official in the party and it ends and it's like, "Oh my god, what's going to happen when he finds out about the two of them and confronts them?" And what happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. They have a conversation and that's it. And eventually their relationship falls apart anyway. Like it's not a But Omar Sharif. Yeah, great. <laughs> What a, what a performance. <laughs> a perf 
performance that was not matched until he was the narrator for 10,000 BC. Yeah. Uh, what else has he been doing lately? He, he was also, in Lawrence of Arabia one time. <laughs> and those videos he used to do for casinos where he taught you how to play Baccarat. Yeah, absolutely. It was in the movie Top Secret. Yeah, yeah it was. So we're it's, just talking about sm- Omar <laughs> Sharif now, huh? <laughs> he, gets, he gets smashed in a car, remember? Well, I That's didn't, hilarious. I didn't, tell you, I, didn't, I didn't tell you guys. This is now the Sharif cast. <laughs> we're uh, doing a bit of a format change. The Omar Oh, he's, uh, he's what, like, like giving his money or something? Or? Uh-huh. Okay, he wants to get his name back out there. Partially <laughs> funded, sure. So, um, are you he, his agent or something? Or not officially? I mean, I don't get ten percent. He and uh, oh, okay. Maximilian Shell and Max von Sydow are going to get together <laughs> and to form the Great Actors Who Make Crappy Movies Club. Uh-huh. The last Max von Sydow movie I saw was a was a Dario Argento movie. <laughs> that movie sucked. What movie was that? I don't know. Some movie about a kid who plays who kills somebody with a flute. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sucked. It's I called hate, recital. I fucking hate Dario Argento. And he looks like a little creep. <laughs> so right. on on the note of Stuart calling out Dario Argento. So Dario, you heard him. If you're out there, um, you're gonna take Stu's Stu's challenge. Yeah, you little creep. You, you know, know where fucking, to find you us. You want to fucking throw it out? I think we should build this up that Stuart Wellington wants to have a fist fight with Dario Argento. There you Hell go. Hell yeah, that'd be a fucking street fight, dude. Dario Argento, if you're out there, if you're listening, if someone Karate knows kicking. you is listening, Stuart is challenging Calling you him to out. a duel. Not uh, not Azia Argento, his daughter. I yeah. No, she a... would kick your ass. Yeah. She's a spy in most movies, I think. Well, she's she has sex a lot in movies. kind of got a weird face, though. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> I think she gets that from her, from her fucking dad. Uh, to say goodnight. But, uh, yeah, it's like her dad was in the mirror world or something, right? Absolutely. Like, the mirror kind of mushed his face, so he looks like sloth or something. I meant like he was in, he was in reverse, like at the end of Mirrors. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it ends right. with him in the mirror world, and it's reverse. Who? Kiefer Sutherland. Wait, when? What? <laughs> at the end of Mirrors. Wait, come on. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, Dan, maybe we should... Uh, I'll explain this after. I've been Dan McCoy... <laughs> I've been Stuart Wellington. I remain Elliot Kalen. Good night. Good night, good night, good night. Mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) Mirrors. Mirrors. Mears. 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 Merce Cunningham. The choreographer.